Hello and welcome. We are On the Revival Road with evangelist Chance Walters. If you're new to the podcast, each week we will upload a new message taken from one of our ministry opportunities from all over the world. Our prayer is that the Word of God would challenge you and change you, conforming you into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information, to give or to send in prayer requests, go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. And now, here's Evangelist Chance Walters on the Revival Road. We hope you enjoy Hey the guys, program. Evangelist Chance Walters here, and we are on the Revival Road. And I'm so excited about today's show. If you don't know, we're in the middle of a summer series called The World Changers of the Week. And what we're doing is we're highlighting men and women who have changed the course of history. And it's just been very challenging. You know, the stories that we've heard the past few weeks are absolutely amazing. But I'm very excited about today's show because, in particular, I'm highlighting probably the person who has formed my life more than anybody else. The world changer of the week today is Cecil Walters, my dad. You know, my parents, they paid the price for me. Um, they, they raised me. They provided for me and my sister, and I have no complaints. My parents um, raised me the best that they could, and I, had, I wouldn't change anything about my childhood. Um, amazing memories. But we hear that terminology, you know, our parents paid the price, but my parents, they actually prayed the price. They... They prayed me into the kingdom of God. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my parents standing in the gap for me. If I see further, it's because I'm standing on the shoulders of spiritual giants. And they're Cecil and Sheila Walter. So I honor my parents today on this podcast. In fact, they pushed me into my purpose. This was not in my portfolio. I never would have dreamed that I would be a pastor, a preacher, an evangelist that travels the world proclaiming the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I have to pinch myself on a daily basis because God's goodness and His grace has been so amazing to me. So mom, dad, thank you so much. Today, I am going to speak on behalf of my father. I was thinking about Jesus. He was always talking about his father, and so I'm going to do that today. I'm going to edify and just pull out some, I'm going to pull out some some wisdom keys um, from my dad and the impact that he has had on our family and so, Dad, you are the world changer of the week. And my dad and I, you may not know, we just got off of a plane this week. We spent some time in Alaska together. My dad turned 70 this year, and my dad's always wanted to go back to Alaska. In 2006, we went on our first mission trip together I was in Bible school at that time. I was in Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, I was at Lee University, and I was a part of the mother church of the Church of God, North Cleveland. And I was a part of an encounter team where we would 
have men and women's retreats, and they were so powerful. The group of people that 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 were a part of that ministry, uh, man, they they really laid the foundation for me. I had been a part of Teen Challenge, but then I graduated and went to Bible school, and so I was still wet behind the ears, if you know what I mean. But but these people, they helped form you know my spiritual walk with God. And I'll never forget this trip back in 2006. My dad and my uncle, Steve Gaines, and uh, I think it was about 18 people boarded a plane, and we went to um, Alaska, and we hosted this, this retreat. And the Holy Spirit was poured out in such a way that it changed our family forever. And my dad has always wanted to go back, and so... His 70th birthday is this September, so in honor of him and all that he's done for us, um, I took him to Alaska, and we went halibut fishing, salmon fishing. Uh, man, we went to Denali National Park. We, we saw glaciers, elk. We just um, had an amazing time together, and um, I was thinking about who to choose for the world changer of the week, and I thought, wow, I've just been with my dad, and I just really want to honor him And today. And so I was thinking about the word of the year for us in our ministry. It's called um, um, Upgrade. You know, the Lord spoke to me back in January that 2022 was going to be a year of the upgrade, and you've heard me say this before, if you want to rekindle the, the fire of spiritual revival, you have to return to the places where your life was changed. You know, one of the keys to sustain personal revival is, is returning, going back to the places where God touched your life. And so we, we went down on the Kenai Peninsula this past week, and we went back to the cabin where the Holy Spirit was poured out on us. And, and I couldn't help but take a trip down memory lane. I mean, it's been 16 years. And now I've been to 29 nations, 48 states, preaching the gospel. And so when I look in the rearview mirror of my past, I, I see how far God has taken us. And He's fully restored the relationship with me and my father and our family. And He's and we're, you know, we're tighter than ever before. You know, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He loves to divide and destroy families. But God, you know, He came to put all the pieces back together. And what God has done in our family, God can do for you. But the prophetic download always precedes the spiritual upgrade. And when we look at Christian history, we see this. In the life of Martin Luther, he nailed the 95 revolutionary opinions to the door of the church. And this catapulted the Protestant denomination into existence. He, he received a download. And when he heard from heaven, this done something in his heart. And it stewed in his spirit. And finally, he stood up and said, hey, I've got to do something. If I don't do something, who will? And in history, we see that diamonds of revival emerge out of disaster. Almost every time, 
the enemy comes in like a flood. The Lord raises up somebody with a, a new standard to say, hey, you know, we, we've got to do something. We've got to do something. And this topic stirs my spirit. And there's so many examples, so many. I mean, I'm thinking about Reinhardt Bunke. Uh, I'm thinking about even people that have impacted my life. And I want to talk about my dad today because there was, there was a man in the Old Testament, and he was a prophet, and his name was Malachi. And he said in chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, he said, Behold, in the last days I'm going to send the prophet Elijah before the great and coming day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Lest means the possibility of something undesirable happening, meaning if this doesn't happen, the turning of the hearts, then this is going to happen. The land is going to be stricken with a curse. And I believe more now than ever, because we are living in the fatherless generation, where are all the fathers at? They've disappeared. They haven't taken their role spiritually, physically. They haven't grabbed a hold of the biblical example of what a man is supposed to be. And if you've been in church circles for any length of time, you've heard this talked about. But you may not know what this verse implies. Malachi 4, 5, and 6. What does it actually mean? Because Malachi spoke these words at the end of the dispensation of the law. And then after these words, there was complete silence. No prophetic utterance, no revival service. Some scholars call this the silent years for 400 years. And that's a long time when you, when you realize that America has only been a nation for 246 years. So this was a very dark and depressing season in the history of the world. It was utter darkness until John the Baptist shows up on the scene. I'm telling you, I love this guy. The more I study his life, I'm like, man, I need to grab a hold of the spirit that was resting upon him. He was ruffling the feathers of the religious spirit. He had his own style, his own sound, his own system, and he caught the supernatural mantle of Elijah. 25 similarities between these two ministries. John was just like Elijah. And these men didn't pray for a move of God. They were a move of God. Elijah was John the Baptist. His, it was his spiritual father. And I want you to see that there's two layers to this prophecy. God desperately desires to turn the hearts of the fathers to the kids. And I'm so glad that my father did not give up on me. He stood in the gap on my behalf so he could see my destiny come to pass. And God is all about family restoration. And we see this many times when, when we hear testimony. We hear about how God 
put all the pieces back together and made a beautiful picture. I'm telling you, God can do it. It doesn't matter how bad it seems. Two layers, two turnings. He wants to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. But he wants to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. And this is a beautiful picture of the fulfillment of prophecy. It wasn't just the turning of the the affection of the father to the son, but the restoring the heart of the father in the son. And this is God's goal. It's multi-generational. God is doing so much more than we can see. You know the term, you can't see the forest because of the trees. Many times we have to take a step back so that we can see clearly. It's not all about me, my four and no more. No, I'm just one link in the chain of God's glorious story. He's moving, he's moving, he's moving. He wants to restore your family biologically, but he wants to do something spiritually. He's the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob, he's the God of the Father, the Son, and the Grandson. See, we're just one link. We have to align ourselves. And this is what I wanted to say. Slow down. (laughs) Remove busy from your vocabulary. Go slow. Slow down. And take some time to spend with your family. There's your three S's. Go slow. Take some time to spend with your family. It can change the trajectory of your life. And I believe that this is God's goal. He wants to save your whole family tree. Acts 16.31 When you call upon the name of the Lord, He will save your whole... He will save you and your whole family. He did this... For Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob had a son named Joseph, and Joseph got sent into Egypt. That was me. He was in a pit. Then he went to prison. What do you do when things go from bad to worse? You keep praying. And all of a sudden, the nation is in a famine. And I believe our nation is starving for fathers. We're in a a fatherless famine. Where are all the fathers at? When I was a child, I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Many people need to hit their second win. When I was a child, when I became a father. The Apostle Paul said, there's thousands of teachers, but there's few fathers among you. It's time for the fathers to stand up and take their rightful place in the kingdom. And God sent Jacob and his family into Egypt to get Joseph. And I believe that this is a beautiful prophetic picture of what God wants to do in the world. When you pray, your prayers go into Egypt. And and God brought Joseph's whole family to him. 
And I believe that that's what God wants to do for you. He wants to reunite your relationships, whether it be mother and daughter. It doesn't matter. God wants to bring you back together and make you stronger than you were before. That's what he did for me, and that's what he wants to do for you. This is an old thing, a covenant thing. Elijah and John the Baptist fulfilled this promise as they both turned a whole nation back to God on two different timetables. And this is a prophetic key. God wants to turn our hearts towards one another and He wants to turn our hearts towards our Heavenly Father. He wants to do it, friend. He wants to do it. We have to be good examples 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, the Apostle Paul said, Follow me as I follow Christ. 1 Corinthians 1, 1, 1. This is the first step. The first step. Follow me as I follow Christ. And I'm so glad that my father set the example. I mean, my mom and my dad, they're celebrating 50 years of marriage this year. This is a big year for our family. 70 years for my dad, 50 years of marriage for my mom and dad. I'm telling you, there, there's so many milestones for me this year. But he was married to one woman. He only had two jobs in his career. He was so committed. He was a man of integrity and character. If, if he said something, you could take it to the bank. He was going to do it. I mean, we were in church. I tell people the best drug I ever did is my parents drug me to church. I was there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I mean, I was in church. My mom and I, we had Bible study every morning when we ate pancakes before I went to school. Come on, somebody. We ran a proverb a day. It'll keep the devil away. I mean, we were like, you know, we were there. We, we were... They set the example. And I believe for every succeeding generation, they take it a step further. So if, if, if you're drinking, I believe that the next generation is going to drink more. If you're doing something wrong, they're going to do things worse. But if you're doing something right, I'm telling you, if you raise, the scripture actually says train. If you train, we got to get on the right train. Your kids in the ways of the Lord, when they get old, They'll come back to it if they stray. The same is true for me and you today. We are, we are products of prayer. And we're going to see our nation come back to God if we dig our own well. And I love this part and I'll close. Abraham dug a well and his family drank from that well. And somewhere along the way, they lost a few wars and the Philistines filled up the well with dirt and trash. But then Jacob got a revelation one day and said, hey, something's not right here. And he redug the wells of his father. But then he dug his own well. What does this mean? I believe we have to remember the goodness and the grace. We have to remember where we came from. We have to re remember the old stories. 
We have to align ourselves. Yes, we have to redig those wells. But then we have to dig our own well. We can't fully depend on what God has done because God wants to do it all over again. He wants to do something in our generation. So this is the download. God wants to turn your heart towards your family. He wants to turn your heart towards your first love, your heavenly father. And he wants to turn your heart towards your spiritual forefathers because there are people that I'm talking to today. You may not have a good dad. But you, you, you know somebody that has made an impact in your life, spiritually speaking. You have the Apostle Paul, the person that believes in you and that has spoken the word of God over you. So align yourself. 1 Corinthians 1, 1, 1. Hallelujah. We can't abandon our first love and if you have, if you've fallen, Revelations 2, 4, and 5, repent and do the deeds that you did at first. What did you do when you first got saved? If your flame is flickering, if the revival fire in your heart is dissipating, if you find yourself talking about the good old days, listen, repent and do your first works over again, and suddenly the fire of God will fall on your head all the way to your feet, and you will be totally set free. This is a word for you today, the world changer of the week, the Father's heart. For me, my dad, he had the most impact on my life. So slow down and go spend some time with your loved ones. It will change your world for the good. God bless you. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.